Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and you are listening to a new episode of Talking Rock. I'm here with Joey Haney, and we are recording this on May 21st, 2020. Obviously, a very strange time in our our history, our our, our not just country's history, our world's history. Joey, how are you? You're you're hanging in there. I know you had uh, you had the the medical issue, which we spoke about last time. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. Every day is great and feeling tons better. I'm in better health uh, overall. So, yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah. How about yourself? How are you dealing with it out there? Um, yeah, I mean, just I'm dealing with it. You know, I'm, I'm tired of it um, and trying to adjust to it. I mean, it, it feels a little bit more normal every day, if you will, but it's still, it's still weird. Um, New Jersey, especially North Jersey, really in the in the thick of it here <clears throat> and it's still awkward i mean people aren't going really out i don't know at least our cases are going down i've seen texas is one of the place, places where cases are still rising correct yeah that's because we, we reopened uh right quote unquote reopened a few weeks ago so yeah i i don't really dig it i don't go out unless i just absolutely have to i'm doing the mask thing it's a sensible thing to do, so yeah, flatten the curve and stay in if you have to. Right on. So let's let's uh, let's start there. I do want to talk about some of the things you mentioned to me before we hit record here. Dio's ten-year uh, what anniversary of his death, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like to. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to go about that because like we don't celebrate the death so much it's just like it's been 10 years yeah. since Dio passed yeah <laughs> and of course little richard has also left uh, us more more recently uh just just recently so that's that's two things i'd love to talk to you about but you're a concert going guy you know and i am too it's something that i do a lot of and it's a big part of my life i, I don't really go to the movies or or anything like that and you know so that's Obviously, I mean, no one's going to the movies now, but it's just uh, it's it's a void in in my life. And for a long time, I was thinking, oh yeah, sure, things could be back by the fall. Um, you know, I was real optimistic. Now I'm starting to lean t- toward the other direction. Like this shit ain't coming back for a real fucking long time. And I think like it's over. I think it's okay. over for some of these bands. Honestly, I, I I do, and I can expand upon that. But just wondering, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, the just an update, kind of like from the last episode we talked about, because we talked about a whole lot on the last one, and I was like really banking on like, gee, man, I hope my Kiss David Lee Ross show in October doesn't get canceled. Uh, but you know, they just announced literally like yesterday or the other day that the KISS cruise will not happen this year, for sure. It's it's being postponed until next year. So it's not looking good for those full tour dates. Right. So it just look and everybody seems to be bumping everything up a whole year ahead. So, I mean, that's, I'm kind of hanging on to, well, it'll probably happen then, hopefully. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't see myself going to a show for the rest of the year. I can almost guarantee that that's going to be the case because anything that I had tickets for has been delayed a whole year or just hasn't been announced at all yet. Right. I mean, I think the vaccine, which, you know, we're hearing, oh, we could have a vaccine by October 
or we could have a vaccine in 10 years, okay? So those are, you know, in every scenario in between. Sure. Um, you know, and we still don't know, is this, a, is this something like the flu? You have to get it every year, the flu shot. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I just think that if it ends up being like like the flu shot where it's like kind of hit or miss, I don't know. I just I just think there's so much unknown. But you think about it, a band like like Ace Freely, okay? The last, mm-hmm. This guy plays in the Northeast so much. The last time I saw him, there was barely anybody there. I mean, it's like this guy is this guy coming back? I mean, there's two there's two scenarios. Okay. So maybe he comes back triumphantly because he is able to you know, play shows again and people haven't seen him in a while and, and there's the little spacing there. I'm talking like a year I'm talking like two years from now. But but sure. maybe he doesn't come back. I mean if if this stuff doesn't change, I mean, they're not gonna pay a guy like that thirty thousand dollars to come play in a room that they can you know have to space everybody out six feet apart and you can only have a hundred people in the place i mean it's just not happening i mean i don't know i i think i think there's a lot of bands that might not come back from this honestly yeah i mean even just the mentality of you hear about like some of our favorite bands of all time whether they did like some lean tours and kiss is always a good example to go to because they've pretty much done everything. You hear about the years where they weren't drawing as much, and it has a mental effect on the band. So that's kind of something that people don't talk about either. Like, it's one thing that, like, people aren't showing up, but it's another thing, like, where there's a cap put on the amount of people that can show up now. So since we've never experienced this ever, because the whole idea of the concert business, it's a business we want to sell out every time. If it's a club, we want to pack the club like just coming back and then limiting your amount of, you know, like a, a arena that, that, you know, has 15,000 people in it. Now you're only going to be able to have a fourth of that. And that's as much as you can sell legally. It's going to be bizarre if they do that. Yeah. And I've had so uh, many bands to tell me that the only way we make any money on the, on the road is with the meet and greets. Yeah, I, I and a lot of bands have told me this off off mic, you know. I'm mm-hmm. telling, but I'm telling you, it's all bands you and I know, you know, sure. these aging, you know, mid mid past middle age to elderly uh, rock sure. bands that are out there, yeah. and if you're not doing the meet and greets, there's you know, the, there's going to be no 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 way for these bands to make money. I just I just think. This is going to level things in a way it's not going to level the sports industry where there's a television revenue. And I I don't mean to be rude, but I I put this out there on Facebook and I hear these people like saying, well, they can do pay-per-view. No, no, it's going to. Are you kidding? I mean, think I love going to see Def Leppard in concert. But if Def Leppard is doing a pay-per-view with no audience, some live pay-per-view event. I mean, this isn't this isn't the Rolling Stones in 1981 doing a pay-per-view. You know, it, it's yeah. that was a different. What that, there was no internet, there was no YouTube, there was no streaming thing. There's no way that's going to work. You know, somebody said, "Well, Crash Diet did a live stream and it was pretty good." 
you know, what if they charged people for that? I, I love Crash Diet. I'm not going to pay sure. to watch a, a, a live stream. I mean, yeah, I still haven't got around to watching the free night flight one, and I love that band. So right. my mentality there is, well, it's still not as cool as seeing them in person, but I'll watch it eventually. So that means I didn't make an appointment to even watch something for free. And I feel like an asshole, but, you know, it's just something I know I can watch it now anytime it's out there somewhere. Yeah, I, I think I think rock music uh, is dead until this is my dog doing the heavy breathing in the microphone here with me uh, is dead until we uh, <clears throat> get a vaccine if we get a vaccine and yeah. I'm, I'm just Here's no longer it's optimistic all- as, as I was before because I just feel like this whole COVID-19 it just keeps throwing curveball after curveball so uh, yeah and I I hate to paint with broad strokes because it's going to make it sound like I'm politicizing, but I am in a way, so I'll just say it. Like, this thing has exposed all the holes and pretty much everything that we're used to. It's, it's, it's exposed just how, you know, people, a lot of people knew that they weren't making the money that they should in their jobs. A lot of people realized that we should all be entitled to health care because we should be. Because uh, every other country in the world does it. Right. So, and then it's also exposing if you break it all the way down into the music industry again and you less big picture it, but it's a big picture for someone who's in the industry. This is exposing just how unfair payment goes to the artist in this day and age. Back in the day, guarantees, you know, they were, they were there, but they probably got a better cut of the merch. They definitely got more royalty rates on their records, you know, because the internet didn't exist and all these other things. So it was all, contained but all these things that has been allowed to happen over the few decades has made it pretty much you know impossible for artists to make money the way they used to and the only thing they've been able to privatize and make it uh, for themselves in a positive way is these meet and greets like you said right so like everybody's listening to spotify and apple music and youtube and all this other stuff and there's like the hardcore people that buy physical product and yeah they make a percentage off of that, but since people aren't buying the physical products like they should, and here's the thing, since streaming is such a thing, they are not getting a fair shake on royalties. It's That's just the way it is. You've seen the numbers. They paid dick. You know, we took Desmond Child, you know, co-wrote Living on a Prayer. It streamed five billion times, right. and he got a few hundred bucks from it. You know, the system is broken. The system is broken everywhere. So it's damn sure broken the music industry. And until these things are fixed, then what you said is absolutely true, and it won't change. Yeah, and and it's just, I I don't know. I'm I mean I'm I'm not. People are like, oh well, you know, it's never going to go back to normal. Now, and that that I don't agree with. I I truly no. do agree that if if there were a vaccine, that it could potentially go back in the same way that, you know, after nine eleven, things have kind of. Yeah. Um, at least around here, they, they, you know, it took a little while, but stuff went back to the way it was. So, yeah, sure, yeah, there's more and, metal detectors, there's more checks when you get on airplanes or even go to a concert, but things, yeah. things haven't changed that much. Sure, yeah, and, and you know, it to the point where you could go to a show, let's say hypothetically you, you would or could go to a show that was even near ground zero. Like, after a while, did you even think about it that way? You probably didn't, right? Did you? Sorry, guys. My son just interrupted the show right there, so I kind of lost my train of thought. But, I, yeah, we were talking about um, 
9-11 and yeah stuff stuff i remember going to see jane's addiction right after 9-11 happened and tool and so and it was definitely a weird vibe going to those concerts um mm-hmm. but and that went away i think over time you know it, it really did so i i don't i don't know how this is going to affect us i think there's there's two outs it's the vaccine or it's this comes back even stronger in the fall and everybody gets it and it's the you know the herd immunity um you know those are those are like the the two the two outs i i see um and yeah. we'll we'll see uh, i'm curious yeah. to see how yeah, this all plays out we definitely don't have a game plan for this historically just because in the sense of as far as concerts go because you know i'm trying to think of like some of the worst things that ever happened uh you know maybe not since world war ii right has it really kind of stopped down certain things and even then you know people are still out and about they're able to go outside or whatever you know but like you know i was thinking about vietnam like i was thinking about all these no. different wars and what it did but like you know they still held concerts they were we were freaking in festival season, you know, throughout the 60s right. and 70s, so that didn't affect it at all. Of course, I think at post-Vietnam, everything got a bit more party-ish, you know, and since it was less heavy, there was less, you know, political things and pop music. So I kind of see, at least culturally, once things do start opening up, I definitely see a lot more lighthearted stuff. Honestly, I think, you know, people are writing the heavy music now to put out, you know, because that's all they can think of. But I think it's going to be a lot more hedonistic and stuff like that. So it's a damn shame because, you know, rock stadium culture seemed to be kind of on an upswing. You know, things were moving and shaking and happening in all different eras of rock. So it's too bad it put kind of a, you know, a stomp down on it. But, you know, when this thing finally maybe stops or we get some sort of resolution, then, you know, it could be it could be good for rock and roll at the end of the day. Weirdly enough, I don't, yeah, I don't we'll know. see, just, we'll see. But speaking of rock and roll, so are you listening to a lot of music during this time? Uh, honestly, like just as I'm, I haven't listened to a lot of new records this year so far. I usually kind of get in around the summer where I start listening to stuff from just kind of this weird habit that I have. I'm actually listening to a lot of stuff from 2005. So you get a little exclusive here on Talking Rock. I'm working on a 2005 retrospective oh, for cool. Rock Strikes 10, like a multiple part one, because I know no one's doing that one. Because yeah. it's like, you know, 40 years since 1980, 20 years since 1990, right, right, or right. 2000, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. 15 years. No one's yeah. going to do... I like it. Yeah, no one's doing 2005. Yeah. I, I like it. All right. Well, <laughs> that's cool. I, I can't listen to music. Like, I, I'm trying. Like, I got into that Puppy record that you had recommended yeah. way back when. I was digging that, but... I, I am listening to very little music, which is why I'm thankful for the Talking Metal podcast. Because when I do put those together, because way back in the day when I dropped songs in without listening to them, occasionally there would be like a, a glitch or an error. So one thing that I do force myself to do whenever I edit an edit episode together of the Talking Metal podcast, I listen to the songs in their entirety and truly absorb them. Um, so that that is that has forced me to listen to some music, uh, and I'm you know I always listen to a little music, but I I feel like I'm listening to less and less music. When I go walk my dog, it's like I'm on the local news channel. I'm going to the news channels on Sirius XM on the app. I'm listening to news based podcasts. Uh, so I I feel like for me, um, 
I'm listening to less music than 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 ever right now, and uh, that's kind of sad. Um, which segues me into these quarantine videos. Um, I will say the Post Malone Nirvana jam I thought was quite good. It was really good. I liked that they were in a room together. I liked that they were playing live. And I was expecting a train wreck, and I was quite blown away by that. That that was something I was like, "Wow, now this this is freaking cool." But the majority of them, I think, are just so incredibly bad and and fake. I, I can't, I really can't stand them. I think they're an absolute embarrassment. What what one? But you do you like them? Uh, it's very hit and miss with me. I mean, my my favorite overall uh, has been. Uh, well, at least as far as the, from the raw nature side of things, definitely the stuff that Tuck Smith's doing. He'll do like, you know, these like basically like concerts just by himself on acoustic. And, you know, it's not touched up in any way. It's live feed. And he just does cool classic rock songs and old glam songs and stuff like that. So I like it for that reason. But, yeah, like, you know, some of the bigger names. You know, you can tell. I mean, it doesn't take any kind of rocket science musicologist to understand that this, this has been put through a lot of editing software from an audio standpoint. Yeah, and w- I'm not trying to I'm not trying to piss on people making people feel better, but you know, it's it kind of reeks of calculated things whenever you get into those elements. So and and it's like know, yeah, it's like the the way they put it in the boxes and they're trying to make it look like Zoom and these guys aren't even freaking playing. I mean, Bruce Kulik, we just interviewed him last. Last week, and Bruce Kulick said that the all the ones he does, he first sends them the the audio file, and then they go back and they film a pretend. You know, he pretends to play the solo in front of his computer, and I, I just think the the majority of the stuff is so boring. Like, do we really need Chris Jericho covering a Kiss '80s? Song, uh, no, 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 off of what? What is that off of? Uh, cra- crazy crazy nights. nights. Yeah, it, it's well, just like well, that. I, that, I, I like watch literally thirty to forty seconds of that, and I was just like, "This is the stupidest thing ever." Why don't I just go pull out the real Kiss record and listen to the real song that's fifty times better, and I don't have to look at these annoying old men freaking in in the camera? It's so like. It's a, It's absolutely why rock is not selling. It's not sexy. It's like uh, old fat men with just standing there. Like it's like I I don't get it. It's like it's like oh, it drives me nuts. I we don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I, I I like the Jericho video. I got to admit, but uh, you know I. I've been a fan of that guy for a long time, so I'm a little biased. But the one thing that I will point out, and to what you were speaking about in that sense, like the one that really killed me was the Sammy Hagar ones. Like, and I like Sammy. I'm kind of a Sammy defender, but like he's advertising, hey, we're gonna play this song, and and initially I'm like, oh, that's cool. You're gonna play good enough. Wow, I don't. You guys never even played good enough on the Van Halen tour. So I went and watched the clip. And first of all, yeah, you can tell it's processed to death. And secondly, they only played two minutes of it. Right. Like, that's the video. Like, do they really think that we have, like, I I don't think they need to worry about short attention span in this day and age. Just 
play the whole freaking song. Maybe they did and they just chopped it up, but that's really lame where they went with it on that, you know. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like I said, I'm conflicted. I feel weird, like, trashing these things, but at the same time, like, some of them seem kind of calculated. The ones that are doing it for the right reasons or doing it because, like like I mentioned Tuck Smith before, like, if he's getting tips and money while he's playing online, then good for him. He needs the money. Right. Like, we know Sammy Hagar doesn't need the money. Yeah. He made he made eighty million dollars just not even playing music. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, selling Cabo Wabo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's all good. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. You know. So like, so my suggestion is like the best way to probably go about this is if it's a local artist that you're a fan of, if it's an you know an indie artist you're a fan of, you know, as long as they're good and you like them, if they're doing something, then yeah, throw them a few bucks, buy their merch, you know. So. Anything buying directly is going to help them because they don't have to give anybody a cut of it. So, but yeah, like some of these videos, they, you know, I'm hit and miss on a lot of them, you know, like, so, yeah. My suggestion is when you go to Blabbermouth and you see that some ancient, old, unsexy men are covering uh, a song that was a hit in 1983 for no apparent reason and my 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 suggestion would be go, go find the original music video of that song when when things were were sexy and cool and and exciting and maybe it'll look a little cheesebally now but at least you don't have to look at these you know elderly people just sitting there making a, a jerk out of themselves they can't even freaking play like they used to and and it's all pro tools out anyways it's like i don't know sorry to go negative but i i just i'm sick of these quarantine videos and i'm begging all any any musicians out there who are listening to this please stop please stop i i, I will buy your t-shirt if you please stop with these videos you know it's just like <laughs> my god it, it's driving pistols method you know and then i saw tom york <laughs> who i love radiohead love radiohead one but he was on jimmy fallon and i will give him credit because he didn't it wasn't a pro tools thing it was actually him sitting in front of his laptop playing but it was the worst sounding thing i'd ever heard and i love tom york and it was it looked horrible the lighting was scary it was like it was frighteningly bad and I was just like, oh, my God, what what are these people thinking? I, I don't know anything about Billie Eilish or is that, is that, that's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, she was on that uh, thing, and her brother, and, I mean, I give them credit, too, because they played live, but the keyboard was so freaking loud, you couldn't even hear her singing. It, it's like, and then the Stones do it, and it's like, you know, the four obviously pre-recorded and tweaked to the hilt, but they got the four of them there, and you can blatantly hear a bass playing and there's no there's no bass any you know, there's nobody playing bass but somebody played bass you know it's just like it's un it's unbelievably fake and phony and not and not the last the furthest thing from being intimate in in my opinion um I, and like that's why I will give Billie Eilish and Tom York credit cuz at least they were playing live at least it had that intimate feel but it's not like unplugged back in the freaking 90s like where where it had that intimate feel and it was recorded well and it was exciting it's i don't know it's just i'm so over it and and somebody said to me the other day and i think they're exactly right you know 
five years from now, we're going to look back. When anybody does like uh, a video with boxes in it, it's going to bring back post-traumatic stress syndrome from watching <laughs> all these horrible videos during this horrible time. Yeah. Yeah. The way I approach these is this: the if if they want you to believe that they're playing, you know, on the computer and watching each other play, and it's live. And it's processed, then that's lame. Yeah. But if they actually like record something, because people have tons of ways to record at home. I mean, like I said, you don't even have to be a rock star now to have these things. But like, you know, in the case of, I'll use another example. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong is doing a thing where he does a different random cover song like every week. And they at least edit it like a music video. Right. It looks like a music video. They use the audio they recorded. So at that point, I don't care if you put it through processors and pro tools and all that stuff. You went out of your way to make a product that looks like a professional music video, at least. So when it comes to something like that, you put in that kind of effort, then I don't think you should fall under the bubble of all these other bad at home videos. So like I say, do it that way. If you're going to do it, go ahead and pretend like you're still putting out a music video, make it look good to where I still want to watch it and stay with it. And then just go about that way. But yeah, like, you know, and that's for someone like Billy Joe Armstrong, who has money, once again. You know, like, you know, just make a damn video. Make a video like they used to. And uh, learn from his example. That That's pretty much where I'm at with it. Right on. Cool. Well, I do have a work meeting coming up that i got to hop on in a little bit. But I want to take the next few minutes to, again, mention, mention Dio and then talk about Little Richard. Again, yeah. Ronnie James Dio, gone 10 years recently. I don't know. It was a few days ago, right? By, or yeah. By yeah. The t- when we were recording, on the day we're recording this, which is May twenty first. But yeah, man, it, it it's um. It's do you amazing. remember like what was going on? Like, do you remember when you heard about? It? Like, is it? I feel like it's one of those moments, especially for fans. Like, do you have a memory of like hearing about it? Uh, no, not really. I, I, I remember that he was sick, and yeah. so I, I don't think it was, I don't remember it being a surprise, but I, I remember thinking, wow, he's, yeah, he's gone. I mean, because he'd been such an important uh, artist to me, and I had seen him with Heaven and Hell, um, yeah, you're, you, you were backstage at a Heaven and Hell show, weren't you? Uh... Mm, no, we weren't backstage. We were we were on the D, the. There's a DVD out, the Radio City Music Hall, uh, Heaven and Hell performance, which uh, John Astronomy and myself were at, and we were interviewed. We did some interviews for them on the DVD, which, as far as I remember, took place uh, out outside on the street out, outside of Radio City Music Hall. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, or maybe we, I'm trying to think, maybe we did get, go in. I, I don't, I don't know. I can't really remember, to be honest. I, I, we definitely weren't backstage with the band or anything okay, like that. I gotcha. Yeah. I, I just figured as much because you did that, I figured you probably were. Yeah, so. no, I, I've Radio never, it's funny you mentioned that because somebody just was asking me, did, have I ever met Tony Iommi? And, uh, I've interviewed him over the phone, but I've, I've never had the opportunity to meet him in person. But, uh, yeah, man, what, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's 10, 10 years gone. And I personally, and it pains me to say it cause I, I, you know, I, I'm friends with the guy who runs the company that does it, 
but I, I, I don't feel the hologram thing and and some of the decisions that have been made about his legacy, not really his legacy, but what they're doing with his his image and his 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 brand since his his passing has really been that great, honestly. Um, and yeah, I don't know if that's damaged his, his legacy or not. I would say pr- probably not, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, I just think, I think there's, there's been some mistakes and made, and I think it's okay to let somebody rest in peace and not have to go out there and and make money off off of his his image and. And I understand that it, there's cancer research involved, but at the end of the day, people are making money off of off of the hologram. It's a you know, it, and I I just think I think it's um it's been a little weird. I, I I've been happy with Last in Line. I'm not talking about their their new sure. recorded recordings and stuff like that, but I've seen them a, a number of times in concert. And I tell you, when they do those Dio songs, it is so great. It is so great. So much fun. And I've seen him three times, and that that has been one good thing since Dio's passing. I don't know if because he passed, Vivian Campbell was able to re uh, embrace his legacy with that with Dio and those albums that he did with Dio, which were so good. But if there were anything that came out of Dio's passing. Seeing Vivian and and Vinny Apice up on stage playing those songs again has been something really cool for me. Yeah, I hope I hope we get a chance to see him. Uh, and I will say my my favorite thing that's come out post death on Ronnie has has definitely been the tribute album. I really think that's one of the better tribute albums ever made. Cool. Uh, it's got great acts on there, and they they all did a great job. I mean. Maybe like one or two that I was like, eh, but everything else I think was super strong. Yeah, I, I was actually, I was at a concert when, uh, I was coming home from a concert when I found out he died. Uh, it was crazy because apparently the band knew that he had died, that I was seeing. And I was actually at a Vince Neil solo show, like an outdoor city festival carnival thing. And there's that bit, I don't know if you've seen Vince solo live in a long time, but there's a bit where, you know, his band basically takes over the show for a good 10, 15 minutes while right, he's not yeah. on stage. Right, last year, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if they still do this, but that night they went into some heaven and hell, and they even uh, sang a little bit of it while Vince was off stage. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's real random doing heaven and hell, especially this band. You know, it just seemed slightly out of place is all. And then driving home, found out the Dio had died. They right. obviously had found out, right, right. you know, before they went on stage. But they didn't say anything. It's crazy. I guess they just didn't want to bring bring it down, you know. But they did their musical tribute to him. So I still remember that moment. So it was it's just pretty like, cool. Oh, yeah. man. Absolutely. Yeah. And we recently lost Little Richard. Thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the long debate of who invented rock and roll and all that stuff. And Little Richard didn't invent rock and roll so much, but he's definitely part of the initial push to popularize it. And even though he was an African-American artist, he went a long way in getting it to cross over to white people somehow. Like, the fact, and like, I think Lemmy said it best. I found a great quote from him that I'd heard before, but of course it came up again recently. 
So like, can you imagine being black and gay in the South during this time and playing that music, like what he must have gone through? But the fact that he was still able to get over with a broad audience is just really just, I, I guess it's just a, it's just a matter of fact that people were ready for a change. Like rock and roll had to happen and it almost didn't matter how it happened, but got a amazing vessel and little Richard to be part of that initial push, you know, after the jump blues guys, you know, like Bo Diddley, Louis Jordan, Louis Prima and stuff like that. You have little Richard, you know, Chuck Berry, you know, then we get into Elvis and all that other stuff and so on and so on. But the fact that it's people like that, that are from that era that would also give it up for a guy like little Richard, like, you know, Bo Diddley talking about how great little Richard is like, that's, that's the praise you want. It's cool to get praise from Lemmy, of course, but from a guy who's like, you're equal. Yeah. You know, that's, that says a lot about him. And it, it's, if any positive comes out of it, you know, it's just the people will, you know, maybe hopefully get into his stuff if they hadn't before. They just took his music for granted all this time. So, yeah. And, you know, Elvis, we think of Elvis as, you know, the king of rock and roll. And some people even think he invented rock and roll and definitely one of, one of the architects for sure. But pre Elvis, as far as I know, little Richard was releasing music slightly before Elvis. And you also had before Elvis, Bill Haley. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people point to, you know, Ike Turner as being a true rock, uh, architect of rock and roll too. Um, yeah. so, so there was a lot of stuff swirling around back in those days that, that definitely became known as, as rock and roll. But to me, his look, especially, just really, when you think of where rock went, even you know, you, even all the way to like '80s metal and 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 Prince and and to the the image of some of these hip hoppers with the over the top you know stuff. It's like you could really trace that all back to to Little Richard and the power and you know, it's, it's just uh, really really incredible. Uh, and of course, Jerry Lee Lewis too. I, I should have mentioned that, but but yeah, because yeah, him and him and Jerry Lee were the guys that took the rhythm. Uh, they took the blues kind of out of it in a way, even though they were still pretty bluesy. But it went from like you know, like you know, it, it they made it go faster, and that's what got the tip, the toes tapping. I mean, that's really. It sounds simple, but that's really what they did. Right on. You know. Right on. All right, Joey. Well, I do have to wrap it. But, you know, one more quick thought on, on Little Richard. I, um, the day he died, Emily and I were watching some of his videos on YouTube and stuff, and we we found this really interesting uh, interview. It was Letterman back in the 80s, and I'm guessing it was early 80s. I don't know when in the 80s it was, but it just had the look of that real early Letterman. And Little Richard came out looking very much like a normal African-American man. Um, and mm-hmm. he does this uh, incredible interview with Letterman where he talks about, you know, he he's found Jesus again and he was a sinner and he's not, he's not gay anymore. He, he likes women. He's totally serious. And, yeah. and it, it on a side note, he mentions Kiss during the interview as somebody that, that, you know, he influenced and stuff, which I thought was cool that he acknowledged Kiss. But mm. it painted the picture of a man who had some real deep internal struggles. 
Uh, and I think yeah. you see that in a lot of real good artists, not just musicians, but artists in general, that there's there's something inside them that, that maybe is a little off or you know, something they're struggling with that that then comes out in this ferocious with his case, sound or or painting or or something that really is distinct. But it really struck me as this was a guy who who was so internally struggling with with things yeah. and i found i found it really a, to be an amazing interview yeah it parallels the ray charles story in a way not just because they're both piano players and from a certain era but it, it was the struggle with uh you know people that are still religious and also playing this kind of music massively taboo then you know it can be now but man it was like a civil war at that point you know you could not play the devil's music and also on top of that the being gay thing and he's gone back and forth so many times over his life and the decades and denounced it and then just basically gave in and said yes i am and he would have those it was almost like biorhythms he would go through where he would be like yeah it's totally fine i am to like no no i'm not and he and believed not when he said when he said he, i'm not i honestly yeah. when you watch this letterman interview i honestly believe he thought that he's not or he thought that he had it under control and jesus was going to help get him away from it so it's, it's amazing but listen i do have yeah. to to hop on an actual work meeting here Sure. Um, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to let you go, Joey, but it's always great hanging with you. Please stay safe. What can we end with here? We do a song at the end, right? Uh, well, l let's do it this way, because this was one of the early references for me to become a little Richard fan was his appearance on Living Colors. Elvis is dead. All right. Perfect. Love it. Yo, Corey, man. Yeah, man. What's up? I saw Elvis the other day. Get out of here, man.
Money on his name. How that do you speak? 